We've been going through a series called Deeper Freedom, and last week we explored how we can heal some life hurts that leads us into our focus this evening on breaking generational patterns. Do you ever find yourself in moments or situations responding in an identical way to maybe your mother or your father? Do you find yourself using the words, the phrases, maybe it's the mannerisms, Perhaps it's the way you stand, your, the way, your posture. We embrace subconsciously and consciously so much from authority figures. Perhaps if you're younger, you were at school and it was your head teacher or it was your friend and you imitated or replicated their mannerisms, their behaviors and their patterns. Naturally, it occurs with each and every one of us without even thinking we inherit the attributes and the qualities of our family. And so I want to start a conversation tonight by examining what generational patterns may be in operation in your life. And I want to start with a genuinely honest statement. Generational patterns are real. Are real. They are really, really real. Do not allow anyone to tell you that they are not real. If you hear that from someone, it usually belongs to someone in one of two camps. Someone in complete denial, and therefore we dismiss what we don't like, or they fall into the other camp where they're not yet ready to heal. Can I humbly suggest to you tonight, don't be either of those groups, amen? Let's be men and women of God that find healing and wholeness and freedom that Jesus paid the ultimate price for, amen? Because the reality is that their impact of generational patterns in our lives is probably far greater than we may actually know. And because we are unaware of the gravity of the impact, we make no effort to actually take hold of the issue at hand, which means that these issues snowball, they get bigger, their impact over time and in our lives gets bigger, and those strongholds become so entrenched and so part of our lives that we might even be here tonight and the generational patterns have formed and shaped part of your identity. Can I tell you, that is a lie from the pit of hell. You are a child of the Most High God. You are not called to live in the challenges and the issues of your forefathers. Amen? Amen? He came to set us free. Ever heard the phrase, hurt people hurt people? Has anyone been hurt? It's okay to put your hand up. You're in church. You're safe. Has anyone hurt someone? Usually, when hurt people hurt people, what they are doing is projecting their experience onto you. And so I want to ask you tonight, how are we going to break the cycle of destruction? I want to start with a really clear statement. What you confront, you will conquer. Now, that might seem obvious, But that can be lost in the troubles and the trauma of the generational challenges that we find ourselves in. And here's another thought. Turn to the person next to you and tell them this with confidence and conviction. The issues in your family did not start with you. But I've got another promise for you. The issues in your family can stop with you tonight if you choose to surrender your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and you choose to sever 
that connection and walk in the blessing that Jesus has for you. The repeated words and behaviors of generations can stop with you. Do not allow people to project their failures, their hurts, or their experiences on you. Instead of communicating shame, hurt, pain, or guilt, we start to communicate healing, wholeness, confidence, and bravery. So the only way we can do this is by going back to the start to examine where these generational patterns first emerged and why they started. That might be confusing, that might be challenging, but it gives us the best possible platform upon which we can move into freedom and wholeness. So I've got a few learning outcomes for us tonight. Number one, this is really obvious. You have to decide you want to be free. Now before you say, oh, well, you know, that's really obvious, Pastor. You've got to be prepared to walk the journey to that freedom. Most of us want change, but what we struggle with is the process of change. Some of us have also got so used to carrying that challenge that we actually identify ourselves with it. It's formed part of our identity. We need to choose to be free and decide also not to be bound. It's both and, it's a pincer movement. And can I tell you something else? By not choosing, you're choosing. You're gonna get the truth tonight, I promise you. Amen. What you don't have is the option to walk away undecided. You're choosing to stay bound. Amen. You have to intentionally, consistently, and proactively choose to be free. Why? Your decisions determine your destination and destiny in Jesus Christ. The life that you deeply desire is going to be the, determined by the decisions that you not just keep, uh, decide, sorry, but maintain in your life. Maintaining a life of freedom from the strongholds of the generational challenges in your life. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me there, declares, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curse. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. Your family in Christ is a great and a beautiful expression of God's love towards you. This portion of scripture confirms to us that we are children of God. We are co-heirs with Christ. And it's in Christ and Christ alone that the power of generational patterns can be broken. 1 John 4 verse 4 declares, He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That, friends, is not a soundbite. That's not a nice idea. That's not a scripture taken out of context. That is God's heart, God's truth and God's reality and God's deepest desire for you, his child, in whom he loves and in whom he is well pleased. Because you become adopted into the family of God, amen? Paul, writing to the church at Ephesus, reads in Ephesians 1 verse 5 that he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will. Adopted. It's a beautiful word. In the dictionary definition, it means to embrace, to love, to serve, to have that person, usually a child with a parent, 
as their own. It's not a label. It's not a nice idea. It is God's heart and God's truth for you as a member of the family of God. And so tonight we need to go on a journey to examine the generational issues in our lives and look and consider the facts that we have what's called fruit and root. Have you ever heard anyone say, oh man, he's always like that. Oh, she always does this. Do you know what that is? That is just repeated habits and behaviors that happen. That's the fruit. What we need to do is trace back to the root. And too often for us as Christians, we just want to look clean on Sunday. Yeah? So we cut the the root off right at the soil level. So at the surface, everything looks fine. But deep below, that root is still there and it will regrow. And what happens is in six months, the outbursts, the anger, the hurt, the alcohol abuse, the challenges, the strongholds in our lives re-emerge. Why? Because we've not taken the time to be clear, clear and considerate in dealing with the real issue, getting to the root of the problem. The deeper you go in your journey tonight will lay the platform for the freedom that you find tomorrow morning. Amen? Amen. So don't do it at surface level, friends. Let me tell you that. I want to encourage you to think of anything that seems difficult, challenging, anything that triggers any sort of pain in your life. Because where, if you're easily triggered by something or someone, that's an indicator of where you've not been healed yet. You've got to face up to the truth of your past. It's not comfortable. It's not convenient. Don't let the enormity of that task stop you from starting. Fresh awareness is vital. We need to have an awareness of our past to position ourselves to transform our present and our future because Jesus came to set us free. Amen? Amen. So the second point I want to make to us is that we must choose intentionally as Christians or even if you're not yet ready to make that declaration of faith, I believe you can and you will, but you must choose to submit daily to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. People say forgiveness is not a one-off decision. It's something you do each and every day. You may make a decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior on a particular day, at a particular time, in a particular place, but every day after that, you consciously or subconsciously still choose to follow him. Amen? That's why we're here tonight. We must choose to submit ourselves to his Lordship, but there's a problem. We've got to give up control. Who wants to do that in the world we live in that says, hold on, fight for what's yours. You're entitled to this. You deserve that. We don't want to give up control. We want to define the outcomes of every aspect of our lives. Don't steal God's glory from your life. Let him be Lord. His ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. He knows you better than you know you. Isaiah 1 verse 18 declares, God says, come, let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, you shall be as white as snow. This here demonstrates God's heart towards us to bring restoration regardless of our past, regardless of our situations. And so I want to start with a a question for you to consider this evening. The feelings the emotions, the thoughts that you have day by day, week by week, whose feelings are they? Oh, they're mine. Before you say that, 
Are you living out your father's failed dreams? Are you living out what your mother imposed upon you, that you must do this or be that? Are you trying to appease or satisfy your spouse by generating a certain level of income, have a certain title? What are you actually living out? Is your life and your feelings and your outlook being framed by your forefathers, the people in your life that had authority, maybe a school teacher? Oh, but you don't understand. Oh, but I do. What you carry, you communicate. And that's positive and negative. So if you were always told you're no good, you'll communicate that. You might not say it in your words, but your effort and your attitude and your heart towards tasks, topics, situations at work, family, relationships, finance, will all reflect someone in that state. If you believe that you're the head and not the tail, that you're more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ because you grew up in a healthy, strong, stable Christian home, you won't have arrogance. You will know who you are in Christ. You'll be grounded. You'll be fruitful. You'll be rooted in Christ. Why? Because your upbringing in that area has been healthy. What are you communicating? It would be an excellent reflection of what you're actually carrying. Galatians 4 Verses 4 to 7 reads as follows. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that they might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son then you are an heir through God. Adoption, the process of adopting someone, to permanently act as their guardian or parent, to take as one's own. If you want change in life, we need to once again place our trust where our trust has been earned. And that can only happen, friends, by total surrender. Total surrender and submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Psalm 25, verse 3, simply declares, those who put their trust in the Lord are never put to shame. Never. What and where is your trust? Isaiah 61, verse 7, instead of shame, you will receive a double portion, and instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance, and so you will inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. Does anyone want everlasting joy in the house of the Lord tonight? Number three, we need to actually break the curse. It's great to have an awareness of something. It's great to even know how it emerged, where it developed from, who's responsible for it. But it's time to abandon it. It's time to now break that. And it can only be cancelled by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? There's nothing else. The word of God declares in Revelation, we overcome, overcome, i.e. we gain victory in the blood of the Lamb and the power of our testimony. What is your testimony tonight? 1 John 1 verse 9, if we freely admit our sins and confess him, he is faithful and just and he will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
Whatever we bind on earth and loose on earth will be bound in heaven and loose in heaven. And so we have an opportunity tonight, later, to break every curse, every lie, every label, every limitation that has ever been spoken over your life can be broken tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. My question to you tonight, friends, is one, do you want it? Two, are you aware of it? And three, are you prepared to step out in faith and receive it? Those are the three questions. And you don't need to worry about whether somebody else does that. It's you and your journey here tonight. And here's another final thought, is that we can't just have an awareness of breaking the curses. We need to replace it with something. So it's not just, I'm no longer lied about. I'm no longer misrepresented. I'm no longer carrying these generational challenges. We need to now place and build a firm, fresh foundation of generational blessings. Amen? Let's do a quick theological test. What did God say to Abraham? He said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you, Abraham, didn't he? Did he say that? He said to Abraham, didn't he? He said, I'm going to make a covenant with you. I'm going to bless you, Abraham, didn't he? We're not sure. You just want the answer? No, he didn't. God said to Abraham, I'm going to bless you and your descendants. There's a generational blessing that can start with you tonight. It can start with you tonight. You can be the vessel, you can be the platform, you can be the foundation of blessings, not just for your children, your children's children for a thousand generations. If you choose tonight to maybe do what Abraham did, be obedient. It's quite simple. Just be obedient. We can't just break the curse. We must replace that with something righteous, holy, and godly. And that's where those generational blessings emerge for us. We can build on God's truth, his promises, his word, and his blessings. And in doing that, you become the anchor for legacy blessings in your family and into the future. Because you know, when God looks at you, he sees your entire family. He sees your entire family. For anyone here that's married, you know you marry your spouse, but you also marry their family. Some of us are like, we know, Brother Scott. (laughs) Don't say anything. (laughs) Obedience produces breakthrough. Abraham chose to obey God, and as a result, he was blessed, and so were his descendants. Blessings flow generation to generation. We don't have to carry the iniquities, the sins, the strongholds of our family. But it requires a step of faith. It requires us to journey forward and examine ourselves through the reading of his word, acknowledging maybe where in our own lives we've fallen short. We've carried things that maybe we shouldn't have carried. Things have no doubt been imposed upon us, demands, expectations, You may have grown up in an environment that was very unnatural and very unhealthy, but because it was all you knew, you adopted that subconsciously and you took it as normal. It's not your portion anymore in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? So I wonder if you would do me a great honor and stand with me tonight. And I just wonder if you would do something and just lift your hands close your eyes and I want to read I want to read some scripture some truth actually some truth over your life 
And then I want us to pray a prayer. But just take a moment right now in the silence of where we are to just explore and examine your own family, the lineage, the patterns, the behavior, the things that you just know were not right, that were not life-giving, that were not healthy. Maybe it was relationships, alcohol abuse, financial restrictions, lies, physical abuse, spiritual abuse. But I want to read Psalm 66, verses 16 to 20 over your life with every head bowed and every eye closed and your hands lifted. Come and hear, all you who fear God, let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. And so I have a prayer that I want us to pray. If I could you repeat after me right where you are. Lord Jesus, I stand tonight as a child of the Most High God. I stand in the authority that you have given me as a son or daughter of you. And I renounce every unhealthy generational pattern that has been operating in my family. Lord, I renounce the patterns I've witnessed and experienced in my life. I renounce every lie, every limitation, and every label ever spoken over my life. I break the power of every hurtful and hateful word. I renounce the alcohol abuse, the sexual immorality, childhood traumas, anger, spiritual abuse, divorce, controlling spirits. I remove and reject every ungodly pattern in my life in Jesus' name. I stand and declare that tonight that true and lasting freedom is found in you and you alone. I plead the blood of Jesus over every member of my family. May the healing balm of Gilead soothe every, every trauma and trouble. I am yours, Lord Jesus, and you are mine. There is nothing that will separate me from your love. I declare and decree that I am free. 
and that every generational pattern is broken in Jesus' name. I have a deep conviction and confidence that I am free. My children and my children's children will live to see this truth. God's promise to Abraham is my portion too. I will be blessed and so will my descendants. In the glorious name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen and amen.